Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We are live. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel. I got Joel with me. I got Dennis with me. And um, I can't believe it, but Snapchat just tanked the market. I never thought I'd see the day where a stock as normal as Snapchat, right? It's not some huge mega cap fang stock. It's not some bellwether of the economy. It's just a normal tech stock. And um, it's taking everything here this morning. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Best Buy. We'll talk about Zoom. A lot going on today. We'll talk commodities with Angie Setzer at 835. Something's going on with wheat. I want to ask her about wheat. There's some crazy things happening in that wheat market, um, as is usual. Uh, so you know what to do. Smash that like button, hit that thumbs up wherever you're watching. We appreciate that. And let's get this show started. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need, start your trading day. All right, let's bring on Joel. Let's bring on Dennis. Good morning, everyone. And um, how are we doing out there? Uh, Easy come, easy go, folks. Uh, Big rally yesterday, giving back a lot of those gains today, down 45 and a half handles, 39.26 and a quarter. Uh, Not at yesterday's low yet. Let's see if that comes into play. Uh, Crude, that's in the green by 38 cents at 110.68. Gold, nice little rally here off on that eighteen fifty. We have a gold up nine eighty, eighteen fifty seven sixty. Silver trying to find a home in the twenty two handle, but can up eighteen cents twenty one ninety. Uh Bitcoin, uh Bitcoin up two twenty. Uh consolidation station. Look at that in Bitcoin up two twenty twenty nine two thirty five. And Ethereum futures. Down seventeen fifty at nineteen sixty. That's consolidation. Triple... I think that's consolidation to go lower. Those charts look easy to read. Just my opinion. I ain't going a lot lower. Okay. Get ready for the crypto pain trade. Crypto coming, pain man. trade. Yeah. Yeah, that's coming. I, going... I yeah. still think Bitcoin can go to ten thousand. Twenty-nine. Hate... That'd be a real shellacking for a lot of bulls. And that'd be, uh, that, yeah, I mean, losing 30K, had a little dip yesterday, and uh, the way it's not regaining 30K, you know how we talk about, you know, support, it comes yeah. with support, you take it out, and it comes resistance. It looks like it's becoming real formidable resistance. Uh, let's see. We'll see what happens today. But uh, Spencer kind of nailed it. I mean, you know, of course, you sit down, you look in the morning, you're like, wow, what wrecked the market? And uh, Snapchat, baby. Do we, even need, to, do we even need the report? 
I well, he, so here's the thing, right? Is they just reported earnings like literally a month ago, right? So oh, they, literally four weeks ago, they give the market an update. They they're you know just to just to recap it, you know the earnings came in a little bit light, the sales came in light, and then they said, okay, so for the current quarter for Q2, right? We think we're going to have sales growth of 20 to 25% on a year-over-year basis. Our adjusted EBITDA is going to be anywhere between flat and $50 million. That's what they said a month ago, okay? How much can realistically change in a month? Well, apparently quite a lot because last night they came out and said, oh, yeah, remember that guidance we gave literally a month ago? Mm, we're not going to hit that. That's <laughs> basically what they came out and said. Uh, the macro environment has deteriorated further and faster than anticipated, uh, they are now lowering their Q2 sales and EBITDA guidance below the low end of the previously issued range. So they're not going to hit the guidance that they literally gave us four weeks ago. And it just speaks to um, the the tenacity of uh, the macro environment right now. And things are changing, and they're changing quick. We're trying to get audio back here. Chaz complained about audio. I don't see us on YouTube, so no. So, he, so here's the thing: we are on YouTube, but we're in a different we're in a different location than we usually are because we had a technology thing mix up as we went live. But we are live, and we do have audio, so let's just keep on going. And okay, I don't know why the chat's all saying we don't have audio, but I can't find the show either. So we'll keep on going. Hopefully, you guys can figure that out in the background. What's yes, happening here? We're figuring it out. Um, and I don't know where to find the show, so I can't read the chat. So, so hopefully, they can the chat is out. in Streamyard. Where uh, the chat's in Streamyard, right there. If you click on comments, you can see everyone's everyone's comments there in the chat. And um, okay, I mean, here we are. Uh, I, I you have a nice rally yesterday, and you're like, okay, well, maybe, maybe you know, it's the washout, you know, two days ago, maybe. But it seems like the same thing keeps happening. It's Groundhog Day around here. We start to get some legs. We start to get a rally. It starts to look okay. And then you have another company just come out and shit all over the market. And that's exactly what's happened here again. Snapchat down a cool 30% here this morning. And you wonder why, why Snapchat? Why can Snapchat knock the market down this much? It's the slippery slope. Snapchat equals, okay, well, that means online advertising might be struggling. So then you run to Facebook and Google. And as soon as you start hitting Facebook and Google, the overall market starts to sell off significantly because there's such big components yeah. in the overall market. So, I mean, that's the slippery slope. It's Snap equals, uh-oh, Facebook, Google. Even though we've heard from Facebook and Google, now we're worried about next quarter on them. And they take no prisoners in this market. It is down 91 points, Google. 4.11%. Facebook even worse, down 7.5%. Pinterest, smaller company, not going to influence the indexes, but it's getting hit even harder, down 13%. Online advertising getting crushed because of what Snapchat said. And just to, to um, further Dennis's point there, uh, you're, you're looking at your top components of the S&P 500 index. And when you have, I, I call them the the top 10 because I compli- uh, combined the Googles. Uh, but uh, when you look at Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Tesla, I mean, these are the big boys. And the two we're talking about are Google and Facebook. I mean, and, and, and Apple, too, falls into a little bit different category. But when when that, when those giants are getting slayed, I mean, they're just can't, it's too hard to pick up the slack. There's nothing yeah. picking up the slack today. And uh, yeah. and we're leaking. We're leaking big time. Uh, technically, I, no one, we're leaking I don't, nothing, nothing to say about this chart. I mean, 10 bucks. I mean, you know. It, 
It's so tough. I mean, the only the only silver lining here is we're coming out of earnings season, so maybe we won't hear anything bad for a few weeks. You know, well, that's what like you would maybe think. Stop the bad train of earnings. That's what you would think. This wasn't even earnings. This is just. I know. This was the company. You're sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because, yeah, you really are. Um, the, the one of the reasons why I, I get was it Walmart or Target one of them one of the reasons why the the reaction to those reports was so bad is because there was literally no inkling at all like there was no hints from management that it was going to be a train wreck so like that's not great when you don't warn at all but now you're Snapchat and you do warn and you get crushed anyway so you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't you, you, you're, a... you're damned if you warn you're damned if you don't warn it's a lose lose situation it's a tech wreck this morning and obviously the nasdaq giving back a lot of yesterday's gains but just the names that are getting crushed here like we already said google facebook but then it's even spilling over to amazon down 51 points here this morning i mean they're not even an online you know advertiser here but they're gonna nail them too because again the slippery slope it's all related you go snap you go online advertise starting facebook and google then you start hitting everything and that's exactly what the algos do. They're punishing everything, asking questions later. Um, and then you can look at other sectors here and you just see like, why? I mean, let's go to the best buy earnings, which were okay. And the stock had an awesome reaction to it. And here we are an hour later. It's the same story. You got to sell the rip because it only lasts so long. This thing ticked 80 bucks and now it's red. I mean, this is the same story. Why do I want to own stocks? When they go up for like five minutes and then go red, and when they disappoint, they go down forever. It's tough to be an investor, man. And I'm, you know, frustrated with it because I'm doing very well trading, but I can't keep up with the losses in my investment portfolio despite still being 43% cash. I can't even make up for the losses in my long-term portfolio because obviously I've accumulated a lot of wealth over the years and it's in stocks. Go to half cash, you think you're good, and then the markets fall like this and you're like, holy still getting killed him half cash almost i i don't know how if i would call the best buy report pretty good their eps missed their sales beat and they lowered their guidance so it was like i mean it definitely wasn't a great why report. did it go to 80 well because because, because they lowered their guidance and the lowered guidance was still within the wall street estimate so it wasn't it was, bad and they're I like mean, okay, it could, good it, it enough. could have been worse it, that's the thing is it, it wasn't a disaster it, it wasn't walmart and target it uh but it certainly wasn't good. I guess it just wasn't a train wreck either. It goes right back to what I was saying before. There's really no reason to invest in stocks until we start seeing inflation tick down. Mm-hmm. And the last CPI number did not help us. Obviously, it was even hotter than expected, just slightly, but it didn't help us. And then we got to wait a whole another month for the next number. So if you were playing that way and saying, I'm hands off until I start seeing inflation tick down, you're the best you're 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 solid um and that's what i think we've got to do we got to stop trying to buy stocks until we start seeing inflation tick down and if we got to chase it that day we do but i mean in the next inflation report if it doesn't show up again it's gonna be another month of pain for stocks the root of all the problems is inflation we see it you know i'm out there this weekend and i'm looking at the prices of stuff in toronto and i can't even fathom the prices of stuff i mean yeah there's you know you know, step up pricing and, you know, some luxurious stuff. And I tweeted the $1,800 toaster, which was probably $1,500 toaster before. But I mean, just in general, you go into places and you're like, how in the hell is that that much money? 
everything is so much more money than it was a year and a half ago. And it's got to equal some demand destruction. We've got to get prices down into an, at least coming back in and stop going up. We got to get them to stop going up first of all. That's I the would... first, you know, thing. And until that happens, these smart, this market's in a world of pain because the consumer going to say, screw it. And that is going to show up in these earnings reports and it's already started. I, uh, I I went to a local uh, uh, burger place near me. It's really small. It's basically like a burger stand. And they literally, and they have the menu taped up on the outside. You walk up to the window and every price was crossed off and raised. Like it's, they just took a Sharpie. Spencer, and, where'd you go? Uh, you know, Greens on, on 12. Uh, no, on, on on Orchard Lake. Sorry, Greens on Orchard Lake. Uh, it's it's in Farmington. Anyway, they, yeah. they, they, they just took a sharpie. They crossed out every single price and they raised it all like twenty cents. <laughs> Should have taken a picture of it. But it's, oh it, boy, uh, just going back to the Best Buy here, real quick. Yeah. I mean, you guys see what you know. You see what I see. Uh, you know the spike. Forget about that eighty bucks. It tried to get in the gap. What a great psychological number. But uh, you kiss sixty nine. Uh, in the pre market, and then whew, go look at the last two daily lows 6907, 6936. So, uh, let's see, see if it gets there today. If it if it can hold and turn up, then you know you have a potential low there. Uh, the longer it takes to get away from 70, then your next monthly I don't even want to look at the next month. You just caught all the algos the algos are all caught they gotta like it, know. you know because they were buying for whatever reason they're crazy but Man. then you go okay we don't even worry about best buy go to abercrombie and fitch oh. anf we don't even have to worry about best buy this is another one we're down 25 percent anf i mean this is just this market every freaking day there's a stock that falls 30 percent I mean, this is getting now. There's two today: Snapchat and Abercrombie Fitch. Completely different industries. Completely different story. Online, tra- online advertising and apparel. I mean, you get two disasters today. So now you're going to see all your retail stock get hammered here. Anything with apparel again. I mean, it's tough to be an investor in this market, and it is frustrating. And you know, as well as I'm doing trading, I'm like, I'm frustrated as an investor because I'm like. Yeah. You think, okay, well, maybe you can nibble your toe. You can nibble a bit, and you get your toe bit off. So I just think, like, of you know the norm, you know, the, the average Joe out there who's like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm inclined to buy the dip here on something. It's just not working. Here we are, another story. Give us the numbers for it, Spencer. A and F. It's a mess. Yeah, I, I love the venting on news desk because whenever there's like a big EPS miss, they automatically will just put may not compare just in case it like it because it's such a big miss that like <laughs> there's somewhere. But in this case, it actually does compare. So the, <laughs> so the EPS, EPS was that they report a 27 cent loss versus an eight cent gain estimate. So that's a miss of like what 30 <laughs> some odd sense right i mean it's that's a big miss on your eps uh sales uh came in a little bit higher as well they guided sales for the year flat to up two percent they guided sales for the current quarter uh up low single digits uh but what a surprise earnings miss when they're expected to make money they actually lost money on eps basis oh, quarter value traps here now all of a sudden I mean, you look at this, and here's the stock. You know, this forty-eight dollars back in November. We're twenty bucks. Stocks off sixty percent in six months. Investing is so much fun. I mean, you come down here, you're twenty dollars. You think, okay, I'm going to buy this, but you know what happens? You buy it at twenty, and then it's nineteen, and then it's eighteen, and then it's seventeen. Buy the dip has just been assassinated in earnings. 
It just uh, hasn't been working. So I'm not coming in being a hero and saying they're going to turn it around because I don't know if they are going to turn it around. I think the same story. I think I'm done. I think literally I'm done trying to invest in stocks or buying stocks until I start seeing inflation tick down. In the you data. said that before, Dennis. In the data. I know. And, I, and, then, and then I go and I'm like, you know, I was 50% cash. And I go and I buy three, four stocks. And I'm like, and they're all crap. I mean, take two is okay. It's actually, I'm up in that one. But oh, yeah, what's I mean, going on? you know, three, three out of four stocks that I bought. I can't remember what it even was. I had my Disney. That was bad. Take two was okay. I bought some Kohl's. That was horrible. I mean, I should listen to my own, like, I got to listen to my own show. And just don't buy stocks until you start seeing inflation tick down. So I best I guess we're just out until the next CPI data. 1869 is your next monthly low. And I'm just giving that as a reference point. Uh that was back in December of 2000 coming out of COVID. Uh that's the next monthly low. You don't want to know. That's down at 1405. So 1869 in reach today. Not sure about that 1405. That was your November uh, 2020 low. What a mess. What a mess. Get us out of this mess. I, what do we do? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really starting to scratch my head. I, I, I saw a Twitter thread uh, this morning, I think. It was just like a person theorizing, like, how can there not be just an epic amount of credit card debt or soon-to-be credit card debt right now, right? Because I know well, like, people aren't buying stuff, so they can't afford well, they, it. Yes, yeah, but they are. They're buying the things they need to buy, like gas and food, which are going through the roof. And, and then they're food. out of money, so they can't buy anything else. Right, well, yeah, okay. So but, not going to buy in that new wardrobe, you know, at Abercrombie and Fetch because yes. I got no other income left after I buy my food and my gas. That is to... the truth. That is what's happening here. It's going to be demand destruction across the board because people got to buy gas, people got to buy food. You don't have to buy a hell of well, a lot of other well, stuff. Well, that's from the consumer side. The Snapchat guidance indicates that from the business side, too, because the Snapchat thing from last night, the implication there is that fewer companies are spending money on advertising. That's, that's, how, they, they read that's it. how they make their money, right? It's all they get it, right? So Why the hell should Ford just you know go nuts on advertising here? When they're not going to sell these yeah, cars no matter what. Oh, here. Oh, we got the $95,000 pickup. You want to come buy it? Well, you want to come buy it? Canada? $95,000 new F-150. Let's advertise that thing. We got to advertise more, folks. They know what the problem is. The problem is they're building the cars. They're, they're too expensive. Well, so you can advertise it all you want. Everybody's like, are you nuts? All right, that sounds like a Ford problem. Not so much. That's a lot of problems <laughs> for a lot of things problem. right now, though. Oh. Input costs are up against the board. Labor. I mean, the restaurants are getting squeezed. They're getting the hell squeezed out of them. I was in Toronto trying to get, you know, we were at a breakfast place. They had like two waitresses trying to serve everybody because they can't hire anyone. Yeah. Big help, I know, help needed. But nobody's coming to help. So now the service in there is crappy. So I'm like, well, I don't even know if I want to go back to that restaurant because, you know, the service was crappy because they didn't have enough waitresses. So it's tough. Look, look, there are many conflicting signals out there because the labor market, like Dennis said, it still really hasn't quite caught up from the pendulum swing and uh on the other hand like unemployment is is very low and yet i can't imagine that household balance sheets are are able to stomach that much more of this i really i really can't um because it's been wages wages have been rising but not to the rate that inflation has been so that can only go on for so long before you you know people really start to feel pain um so there's just conflicting signals out there i really don't know how 
how we get out of this. But what's this path? You know, the BMO analyst on CNBC last week. We're going to make all, all time. Right. All right, all right, come on, all right. What's we gotta, the path? We gotta, come on, guys, come on, come on. We got to. We got to. Well, let, let's look at what what can. Let's happen. be real, Joel. I mean, we we whatever whoever has been. You yelled at me when I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. You know about the market always coming back. I mean, you well, know, we need I mean, to get inflation under control. That's what it one, is, right? We need right? to get the. That's all we need to do. Get the inflation in okay. check, and other things will start fixing themselves. We got to get the inflation that's the in hope. check. That's the hope. Okay, I'm and I'm just, I'm not, you know, I know we try and, you know, take things like on a, you know. We're, we're trying to project out, right? That's what we do on the show. We also talk about some short-term trading. I, what I, I, I'm kind of, I'm not happy the market's down today, right? Obviously, you know, portfolio is, you know, going to take a hit unless it rebound. But we, at least we got a setup now that we can look at. I don't like when we have these What's the 70. Setup? Give me the setup. The setup is, well, I'm not going to talk about that low from Friday because hopefully we don't get there today. Uh, we had a nice rally. I mean, so people, you know, kind of missed the rally. And, you know, today, today could be like a back and fill day. Maybe the money's there is some bigger money out there today that's going to come in. And, you know, whether I, I mean, I'm just going to use thirty nine hundred because there's we're pretty close to that. Um you know, 3,900 is about halfway back of, of that little rally. It was also Friday's close. So, you know, we, we hold that, build a little base for a couple of days and turn out, turn up. If not, if they cut through that like a hat, hot knife to butter, then we're, we're in big trouble because there's nothing down there. We took out those lows at uh, 3,850 and long way to go. So let's just, you know, things are not looking good right now. We know how the market, you know. Can can turn around. But it can. Let's We're see. oversold on yeah. a lot of stuff. That's a positive. Maybe a lot of this is priced in, but I don't think you're going to get sustained buying until we get that inflation data. When's the next? When is the next CPI June number? June tenth. That's your day. Yeah. June tenth. It could be just chop and slop and getting hit and selling rips until June tenth. Then maybe we'll tick down. Get it ticking down, and then I can build a bull case off of that. Until inflation gets there, I can't build the long-term bull case. I agree. So don't ask me when I'm going to employ the last 43%. I wish I would have employed the other 7% in my long-term portfolio. The trading is great, though. There, Don't kid yourself. If you can short stocks, you can trade market neutral. There's lots of volatility. There's lots going on. There's lots of money to be made. Um, just, you know, in the long-term investment portfolio, if you're just long-only sitting there, it's tougher. Um, actually, you, you know what? There's a good article uh, from Jason Zweig, uh, who's another one of my favorite financial awesome. writers, and he wrote all about how, like, how to psychologically trick yourself into buying the dip, and like, because because we always talk about, uh, you know, not don't don't buy the dip, to, or at least in this market, right? Uh, you know, don't buy the dip, or or you know, it's it's easier to get out than it is to get back in. Uh, later on, uh, I'll, I'll I'll link it in the chat. I thought it was a pretty good article. It's just a psychological tricks to to help yourself. Uh, but speaking of selling the rip, though, what about Zoom here this morning? Because uh, that I was very surprised. I, I I wasn't like at in front of my desk when the report came out, and mm. Aaron Bree came over. He says, "Look at Zoom," and I was like, "All right, I'm going to guess Zoom's at like eighty bucks," and he was at like a hundred five when 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 I when yeah. I guessed that, and I was like, whoa. Anyway, uh, the report last night 
Um, I guess it was okay because their earnings per share beat, their sales beat, their Q2 sales guidance came in above estimates, their EPS guidance for the quarter came in above estimates, their sales guidance for the year came in in line, their EPS guidance for the year was a beat. Um, macro, I mean, just look, looking year over year and all that jazz, I mean, th- their sales growth is slowing. Of course, that's not really a surprise there. We we, we knew that. Um, actually, it was I think it was just their slowest sales growth on record. Yeah, um, it was. I saw right. that. Um, but, you know, the expectations were low. They came in above the low yep. expectations. Yep. And, I mean, the stock ripped on it. Uh, unclear to me if this was... If the if the turnaround here was Snapchat driven, or if it was just that's Zoom for you, but um, and in any case, it, it gave back almost all his gains. So, I uh, I mean, this is the story. And Best Buy, Zoom, Best Buy, Zoom are the same story here. The earnings were okay. They rip them because they're not disasters, because they're so used to seeing disasters. The algos, and the algos are wrong again. On a whole first candle, they're bye 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 bye. Who's running these programs, man? It's just bur- cash-burning machines, these algorithmic programs that are buying on, on these earnings reports because then logic comes in, the human comes in, says Sal, 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 Sal. Money what manager comes in, Sal. Oh, zooms up 10%, sell it, sell it, sell it. And then we're right back down. And here we are, you know, not even, haven't even opened yet. And we've given it all back. Tough market, man. Gave you a nice look at a daily high, though. May 5th, it got to 107.36 and got through it just a tad. Uh, got to uh, 108 and then big reversal. Trying to hold in here right around uh, 91.84. Well, I'll see. We'll see if uh, the top of the range from yesterday can hold. That's uh, 90 and a quarter. Um, and then you you were you have a couple lows, well, 85.57 to hit that yesterday. But uh, an off the report, let's see what happens at, uh, if it gets down to the top of uh, yesterday's range. And on your way back up, man, you're, you're going to have to focus on your other daily highs now because uh, well, the next one, Friday's high was 94.85. You might get a look at that one. Um. And those are your headlines for the day, right? These are not the stocks that I feel like. I still feel like the Kathy stocks have already been punished. So if you're trying to find a silver lining, they are still holding up. So the Kathy portfolio was rightfully punished for a long time. I feel like it got overdone the day I tweeted out on a Thursday. And you're still seeing every time we rally, it's these stocks trying. You know, it's these gross stocks that that are trying to lead us out of here. Because they've been beat up, and there is still the potential for some growth in here. So I don't think you're coming in here, and this is the easy money on the short side. And the easy money on the short side's been made in the Kathy stocks. It's now the value stocks. It's the stocks they haven't hit yet. Those are the ones that they're going to come for. I think you know. I think they're coming for them. Obviously, you know, we don't know anything, but I just think they're coming for everything eventually. Uh, interestingly enough, you know, much was made about all the the inflows, the continuous inflows into ARKK. Um, it actually hasn't had a day of net inflows in a week uh, or more than that. Uh, May sixteenth was the last time that ARKK had a day where it took in more money than it lost. So maybe this is the start of actual outflows with the rest of the Ark family. ARKK for so long has been this like bellwether, like. ETF that just takes takes in money like like nobody's business. Um, maybe that is starting to turn here. Although the the, the data is like a couple of days delayed there. Um, some something to keep an eye on to just use as a proxy for like 
consumer buying demand uh, or re- retail buying demand, I, I, I should say. Um, so the other yeah, day keep- consolidation there. Holy mackerel. I mean, this is one, two, three, four, five, eight days in a row between what this call between 40 and 44. So yep. you have your levels. See if you can break above 44, you can get bullish breaks below 40. Then, I mean, you, you, I mean, it's not going to go straight down to 35, but that's your next daily support level. So if you're looking at any tech stock today and it's down, I, I, I do think it is fair to attribute this to Snapchat, as Dennis said earlier, because if you think about it from a chain reaction point of view, Snapchat impacts Meta, impacts the other mega caps, impacks everything else, right? Yep. Uh, especially, especially, the, especially the trade desk. I was very surprised Ooh. to see TTD down. What is it down? Online advertising. Eleven percent, twelve, almost twelve percent this morning, right? And I was like, "Is that could that really be?" That's Snapchat. It is. I think it is. It is. I think it's que- question though. Okay, so we are very. This is pretty ridiculous that Snapchat warns and we're hitting all these stocks down, even the Facebooks. Do you think that you know, not that there's any buy opportunity with inflation the way it is, but I mean, if I if if we were not in you know this horrible 2022 environment, I'd be saying, okay, Facebook down 16 points off of Snapchat. This is you know maybe dumb. It's going to rechallenge. You know, it's not going to rechallenge the April low of 169, but it's taking out a lot of lows. Maybe there is an argument to buy some of these. I don't know if it's Trade Desk, but some of these, you know, Google. Maybe this. I already own Google, but maybe there's an argument to like jump in here, long term. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm just saying. I think it is overdone that this Snapchat caused all this. So rational money would say maybe we should buy this dip on this, but I just got burned buying the dip so much that I just can't do it. Hey, Gap Phil, uh, Facebook. If you don't like, uh, we talk about gaps being filled. I mean, that's that's something. That, uh, you had uh, what was that earnings day? I believe um, one eighty one twenty one had a big old gap to one ninety two ninety, coming back down into that area. So the problem is, if you're buying at one eighty, uh, your next daily low is the low of the move at one one sixty nine. Even uh, low close of the move, if you want to hold out for that, is uh, one seventy four ninety five. But uh, you're right; it's uh, I mean, filling the gap uh, just gets getting slammed. But it, it's we don't know we don't know what the fallout's going to be until you see it. it. I mean, earnings season takes about a long, a long ways away from now. I mean, just logically think about Toronto. Dave making a good point. Snapchat is not a good indicator of macro. Um, his daughter start, stopped using Snapchat a long time ago, and all our friends have drifted away from. It. I think I agree with that. I think this is a Snapchat problem. What they have, you know, we got TikTok. Or I can see, you know, my wife uses TikTok and then go on Snapchat. TikTok. I mean, I can see that this is probably a Snapchat problem. So this is kind of irrational selling to be selling the Googles and the Facebooks as much as they are off of this, which makes me inclined to buy it. But, you know, I just set off the show. I'm not going to start buying stuff again until we start, you know, getting inflation in check. So I I, I think, you know, I, I think if you were 100% cash and you were buying into Google, I don't know necessarily Facebook, because Facebook might be a value trap. But I think, I think, I think five years from now you're going to be happy. I just think five weeks from now you're probably going to be lower. The stocks just keep going lower. Yeah, that's a good point. And so when I saw the Snapchat thing last night, like my first reaction was just, this is, this is this, TikTok. This is TikTok. This is TikTok. This is TikTok. That's all this is. Yeah. This is TikTok, yeah you guys, right. Yeah. 
it, it, it's it's less a commentary on you know the macro environment. It means nothing for the macro. Environment. Yeah, but it is a commentary on TikTok, and I will say, Snapchat they 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 try really really hard to at once a day they try they they try to get me to open their app and i almost never do it um so they send right. me i i have a notification my notification like my red notification thing like the, it tells you how many things i'm i'm up to i was up to like 10 the other day i had like 10 notifications cuz i just i refuse in principle when they to open the app just so I can what? So I can be counted as a monthly active user for opening the app for five seconds? Get real. I mean, um, yeah. This is so. This is this TikTok. is TikTok. The TikTok is what this is. That's TikTok. Oh, yeah. Where uh, would Twitter be without Elon Musk, Joel? Where do you think Twitter would be if we didn't have the potential oh, of Elon Musk? Twenty five? Thirties? Below thirty. It's thirty six right now. West. Oh, all right. Twenties. Yeah, I think it's like $25 stock. Like if they, all of a sudden this deal falls apart, I think Twitter's like 21, 22. Yeah. Because you know what? Like with Pinterest and, and well with Snapchat you know, falling apart here, Pinterest obviously following suit, Facebook following suit. The only reason Twitter's only down 3% today is because there's still the potential that, hey, this deal might get done. I think there's very little chance this deal gets done at 54, but I mean, it's holding up well because obviously the Musk bid, but I think if that wasn't on the table or for some reason it's okay, it's over, Musk is not buying this company, I think this thing's under 25 bucks. Ah, boy, oh boy. It's, I mean, where were we? I mean, first things first, I, I would say the area where it was at before all this started actually was 40, right? When it jumped out, but... I don't know, thirty-one thirty. Uh, that that was the low of the move. That was your February low in Twitter. But there's been no news on that front, huh? Nothing. Just no, uh, no, posturing, no. right? It's just posturing. Uh, wait, real quick question that I want to address, and then we'll bring on our guest from Vegas. Yeah. Uh, question: When Nintendo splits, will it split in the U.S. or just Tokyo? Um, so n- it, the answer is, uh, I believe the answer is, it will split in both because the U.S. ticker. For Nintendo, it, it trades OTC, and it's just—it's it, not like even a, like a Nintendo, necessarily like a Nintendo-sanctioned thing. It's like an ADR. Some bank somewhere created it as a reflection of the true Nintendo price over in Tokyo. But that true Nintendo price in Tokyo is about to is about to change because they're doing a ten for one split. So that split should be reflected in the NTDOI ticker if you trade in the U.S. Uh, but. Um, Sometimes these sometimes these ADRs can be uh, a little funny, bit funny, but but it should it should reflect in in the uh, in What's the, the symbol? Is, that has a lot of symbols in yeah, it. Yeah, right? TDOI. TDOI. It is actually kind symbols. of it is actually for an OTC stock like that. It is somewhat trades liquid. a bit. Yeah, it's somewhat liquid. It does trade a few yeah. hundred thousand shares a day. Um, it is the only way for U.S. investors to buy Nintendo without having to create a brokerage account in Asia and, or whatever and, and do it, you know, do that. So um, it should reflect in that, in that price, but good question. All right. It's eight 35. Uh, let's talk commodities for a second. Uh, let's bring on Angie Setzer, a longtime friend of the program. Uh, she's the co-founder of, and a partner at uh, Consus ROI. And here she is, Angie. Good morning. How are we doing today? Good morning. Good. How are you? Doing great. Um, what's first? Question, I want to throw a quick yeah. question in there. How? What's that name? 
Kansas. Where, where Kansas? It uh, actually was the Roman god of protecting grain and storage. So, Ooh. yeah, one of the things that we work to do is is really help our farmers understand and learn. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. How to trade the market like an elevator would. So like taking all of our experience of being in the elevator industry and helping the farmer recognize, okay, these are the things you pay attention to in basis. These are the things you watch and spread. And this is how you make your storage pay for itself. So it just made way too much sense that, uh, we would call it consists. So what's going on in commodity land? Let's start with the grains here. I've been reading yeah. about wheat, and I'm, I'm. Con- Last time we had you on, we were all freaking out, and you yeah. uh, talked us <laughs> off the ledge. So <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm reading about this wheat, this 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 drought over in India, and this wheat uh, wheat shortage there. What yeah, tell us about that. So uh, prior to probably February 24th, no one really cared what India did with their wheat because for the <laughs> most part, they kept it at home and they were happy and and we were happy and, and the world remained fed. But about the 1st of March, India kind of came out and said, hey, hey, guess what, guys? Like, good news. Uh, we have another huge crop, another record that we're expecting. Um, we've had several records in a row. We spent a lot of money on modernizing our production practices and modernizing our government reserves and all of these things. So we can help you out. We got you. We can get 10, 20 million metric ton of exports into the global market. And no one was expecting that to happen. And so that really kind of calmed everyone down there. Like, okay, okay. India's got this. Most physical traders are like, India absolutely does not got this. First of all, you know, the heat and and dry weather started about mid-March, which was earlier than normal, but pretty exceptional. It was a record set in drought. Um, And for two, uh, they just don't have the port capacity to to meet those types of of exports. So 7, 8 million metric ton, maybe 10 million metric tons, about the max that most folks anticipated. A lot of folks were saying 5 million, um, but the market again, you know, tends to be one of those things where right now you'll see physical traders, cash traders, you know, folks in in the the trenches actually moving physical product like myself saying one thing and others analyzing numbers and and maybe, you know, not to to be rude or or what have you, but I call them, you know, commodity grain tourists right now. Like they come with a fanny pack and a camera and, and, you know, they're taking pictures of their uh, trip through grains that that tends to last during times of inflation, and then they'll forget that we exist. And you know, um, but everyone just kind of freaked out again when India said, "Wait a minute, oops, our bad. Uh, we have six million metric ton less of production than what we thought, and we yeah, we're going to go ahead and make sure that we don't just send grain to whoever wants it. Um, we're going to make sure that whoever gets our grain, whoever gets our wheat, it's it's precious. There are bushel babies." They're going to go to places that need it. Excuse me, just dropped something there. But they're going to go to places that need it. And we're going to go ahead and negotiate that government to government. And so it kind of became one of those things to where we're seeing some interesting dynamics in the global market structure to where some of these countries that are producers 
are starting to pair up with these countries that are in need, they're importers, and they're creating these relationships. One of the most, um, you know, prolific in this, I think, is going to become India and Egypt. Um, because Egypt imports about half of their needs, about 10 million metric ton a year. And India has spent a ton of time really kind of building out that market structure. And so even on the day that they announced that exports would be restricted, they said not what we put together with India, we still, or with Egypt, excuse me, we, we're still going to figure that out. And so we're watching a really interesting dynamic in the wheat market right now where you could say supplies are plentiful. There's still a decent amount of milk in, um, in, in Ukraine that can't move. Russia is producing what appears to be a record crop that is limited in movement by sanctions, obviously, and who will do business with them. You know, India is kind of stepping in, but we're really looking at a, a world now where we have the supply, but we may not be able to move it to where it's needed. And so it's an interesting dynamic and it's resulting in a lot of folks kind of stepping away from the wheat market that may be traditional participants. And you're seeing some really volatile moves um, as a result. Last week, we we're like a 60 cent average daily range in wheat. You know, and, and normally 10 cents, you'd be like, oh, I wonder what happened. It's a 20 cent wheat range, you know, and we're 60 cents a day right now. All right. There's a lot there. Someone in the chat wants me <laughs> to comment on the... Uh... Wait, did I read this right? Locust swarms? Uh, oh, gosh. Wait, wait who, who had this? It was uh, Young Money. Andrew, can you comment about the upcoming locust swarms and the effect they have on wheat prices? If I were to get a dime for every time I've heard locust swarms will impact grain production every year, I would have a dollar eighty because I've been doing this for a minute now. So I'd have two bucks. I don't know. It'd be a while. It's just one of those things. It'll, it'll impact. Is it widespread? Maybe I mean I we have monkeypox right. now. Like you, I could wake okay, up. So, all right, okay, so I got it. I, I, I got it. There's we have bigger fish to fry. Than, yeah, than, yeah, yeah. And I got it. Okay, great. That's good to know. Next time I see a thing about locust worms, I just remember the, this conversation. Um, yeah. All right, what else do we need to know about right now in 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 the commodity complex? What don't we need? I mean, right now we're looking at, or what don't we need to pay attention to? I mean, I think we're looking at a global reallocation of of demand. I think we're seeing a realignment of potential global relationships when it comes to, to trade. We just saw yesterday China approve uh, Brazilian corn for import. So prior to yesterday, Ukrainian corn and U.S. corn were basically the only two major approved suppliers. Now they were moving some grain out of Argentina. There's been stories of you know arbitrage taking place where maybe they buy X corn and it ends up being shipped out of Brazil. But yesterday we saw an official agreement between the two countries that could open up the door to 10 million metric ton, which is about half of China's projected imports. Um, they could come out of Brazil. Uh, Brazil's production continues to grow, even with the drier conditions and some reports of spotty frost. It appears like they'll have a crop that is about 30, 25 to 30 million metric ton uh, bigger than last year. So that's a reasonably large corn crop, comparatively speaking. Um, you know, so we're watching that. We're watching U.S. Uh, planning progress. We're finally catching back up to normal. That's been real slow due to slow and, and or uh, wet and cold conditions across much of the Corn Belt. Um, so now we watch weather. We watch weather and we watch movement in grain. And we hope that Mother Nature decides to uh, look upon us favorably because we definitely need you know decent northern hemisphere crops. You know to to be confirmed over the next six months. 
kind of you kind of uh, were leading into uh, my question there. We're on with Angie Setzer. She's the goddess of grain on Twitter. Great follow. Uh, all right. So last time you're you're on, you know, I you know I, I made the extra phone call because you said something and you'd like you made me feel okay. Uh, regarding uh we have enough food from our farmers mm-hmm. in the u.s to to get us through and everything's gonna be okay and the conversation we had was the same uh you confirmed that are um are we are you still in that that mode i mean obviously farmers are gonna have to make adjustments i saw someone said that uh you know they're planting wheat in missouri for the first time i mean obviously that's gonna take a year or two or three years for a transition um you, you know, are you still are we still okay on that with you know us being uh you know uh you know you know self sufficient on that? And yeah. then also you went into the weather. What what uh there's droughts, any any major things, any crop reports we need to keep uh, our eye on. Yeah, yeah. Um so you know, kind of the, the first question there, are we still able to maintain some of that self sufficiency that I talked about? And yeah, definitely. Um, price will do some amazing things. I mean, they've planted a lot of winter wheat in Missouri in the past. You could see someone potentially looking to plant spring wheat to try to take advantage of the futures prices being higher, but you're going to be hard pressed to find a physical market. Like you have to be able to find someone that's looking to mill spring wheat to make it, make it happen for one. And for two protein may be an issue in Missouri and stuff like that. You know, I would caution right now, just the sense that there are a lot of anecdotal stories out there that, you know, some folks may start as a joke and i've seen it um in agriculture where they're like oh haha this is obvious to everyone in agriculture that this isn't true like last year we saw a uh report of china buying u.s topsoil didn't happen a report of uh the government paying folks to to tear up uh crops also not happening i mean there's so there are some stories out there that that are just kind of being uh pushed around the rumor mill because everyone's paying attention and we're all freaked out um but yeah, self-sufficiency is still good. The amount of, of protein, you know, looking at your, your poultry, looking at your hogs, looking at your cattle, you know, that inventory is high. Looking at our, our overall uh, grain on hand, inventory is decent. You know, is it burdensome? No. Um, is it uh, where we're running on fumes and, and potentially running out tomorrow? Also, no. You know, we're kind of in the middle. Now, like I said, weather will be very important this year. Uh, right now, um, you know, we we did see relatively strong planting progress over the last couple of weeks. Initially, at the start of May, we were the lowest that we've seen in a few years, uh, lowest since 2013. As a result, the USDA did lower corn yield in their last number, you know, what they're expecting for the, the crop year coming up. But we're still looking at a relatively large crop. June weather looks to be conducive to production. Um, there may be some areas that run into, you know, planting delays and, and potentially even are unable to plant. Um, the Red River Valley up in North Dakota uh, is is one of those areas that could potentially have some big issues. And that's going to be, you know, like sugar beets and uh, a spring wheat that will be impacted there. Um, and so, like I said, weather-wise right now, we're kind of trying to figure out what's going to take place. La Nina starting to break down or weaken a little bit. It does appear as though... She's going to hold on uh, with a potential third year of La Nina, which will keep that risk underlying because it tends to impact South American weather more than than anything. The Southern Plains are seeing some much needed rain, but they're still looking like they'll turn dry into the summer. So we'll be we'll be watching it right now. I would say, you know, our first 
big chunk of risk. We're 72% planted on corn, 50% planted on soybeans. You know, so that big first huge uh, risk factor is kind of starting to to fade. Um, but we'll mm-hmm. definitely be watching what happens over the next 10 days to two weeks and and get us a better feel potentially for what kind of acres we'll see at the end of June when the USDA up, updates their their acreage, their planting intentions. I just I rifled through the uh, the grains here, just looking at the charts, and the only one here that uh, has a potential uh, top is is the soybean market, mm-hmm. beans in the teens here. I see that uh, four monthly highs, including this month, uh, in the, you know right around seventeen bucks a bushel, seventeen to seventeen twenty five. Is it just gearing up for a breakout here, or is there some kind of dynamic in the soybean market where this like they're just unloading here and they're just going to keep selling seventeen, seventeen and a quarter to the to the cows come home? Right. I think you see that. Yeah, I think we're we're looking at you know kind of a sideways tra- uh, range. Like we're we're locked in a bit of a range. We get to the high side and the sellers pound it. Uh, we get down to the bottom and the buyers come in and, and buy that dip. And I think you see that continue in soybeans for a while. You know, seasonally, we tend to see the market trade sideways, <coughs> excuse me, into the end of, of June um, until we get a better feel. And even in the middle of July there for soybeans, just until we get a better feel for production. August is an important production month for, for soybeans as a whole. So we'll have that risk premium kind of stay in place a little bit longer than what we would see for corn. Um, but right now, you know, we're really watching just to see what Chinese demand will continue to look like. Um, and it appears like the bulk of their summer purchases are are covered at this point. So you could see soybeans relax a little bit. All right. A lot to discuss here. Always great to hear from Angie Stetzer. She's, she's the co-founder and partner at Consus ROI. You should follow her on Twitter. Her handle is at the goddess of grain. I'll even put the link in the chat for you. Make it easier to find her. Uh, Angie, always great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us and uh, have a great rest of your great rest of your day. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to the day when there's not so much to unpack again. Uh, I would <laughs> hold your breath for that. I won't. Yeah, I'm not going to. Thanks right. for having me. It's always yeah. great, you guys. All right. I just dropped a, t- a link to her Twitter in the chat. Uh, she's a great follow on Twitter. Uh, can't recommend Very- that. All right. Um, hey, you know what I didn't cha- get, didn't get the chance to ask you guys, ask you guys about is uh, the bangs yesterday. Did you guys see the bangs yesterday? Jamie Diamond rally. I mean, I don't know the last time that the XLF led led the market. I'm sure it's happened recently. I just don't. It's not. It doesn't happen. What would what, you say? May fourth. Okay, May fourth was the last time it happened. Thank you, Aaron Bree. So it doesn't happen every day uh, to see the banks rip like that. But Jamie Dimon, you know, uh, speaking, you had several bank CEOs speak as well at Davos. They're all saying that their stocks are undervalued. Go figure. Um, I Did Jamie know. buy some stock? Did he buy some uh, more stock, or is just no? No, I don't think he bought some more stock. But he talked up his 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 bank, and he talked up. The financials and he, was, wow. he gave a bunch of bullish comments. There was a big move in the banks yesterday, and they did lead. And you did have a value trade going on yesterday. Like you saw stocks like Deer really bouncing back after the disappointing earnings, even Caterpillar. You had the value trade happening that was off of Jamie Diamond. Started buying the banks, they started buying all the value stocks. Um, so you did see that value trade happening yesterday. Would I be a buyer of banks in the pullback? I think it depends on your time frame. I already bought some JP Morgan, obviously higher and not good. Um, 
you know, I, I think if we go into a recession, it'll be tougher times for the banks. So maybe that's what the market is really pricing in. That's why when you look at these banks trading with these higher dividends and low PEs, you think, oh, how can I go wrong? But is it a value trap? Because you go into a recession, it's going to hit everything. Small businesses, hits the banks, hits everything. So, I mean, that's what the I think the market is pricing in is the, the risk of recession, which is very high. But with that being said, the banks are dirt cheap. I mean, and you know, and you're buying banks, you're not buying like a Snapchat that could potentially go a hell of a lot lower. There's eventually a floor under these banks. I don't think we're going into another financial crisis where we're going to have liquidity concerns. I would hope not anyways. So I think, I think on pullbacks here, I actually would be a buyer of the banks. Wow. But again, I need the inflation data. So I put them on my shopping list. And when the inflation data is not that bad, then, you know, you're going to run into some of these stocks. All right, we got about nine minutes left in the show. Let's do some ticker time. Drop your questions in the chat. We'll see what we can cover. I saw somebody mention, uh, dropped Wolf in there, W-O-O-F. They had earnings this morning. I didn't even look at that. Uh, see, Pet- Let's see what Petco said. <laughs> Petco, EPS beat by pennies, sales barely beat. Guidance for the year in line. All right, everything basically in line with the estimates there are woof. So it's 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 up. It's it was fine. Up. Yeah, it was They've fine. They've hit the stock from $22 a month ago to 14 So it's getting a little dead cap bounce here. Yeah. Probably a bounce to be sold. Probably. Probably. Uh, you're, you're holding up. You're up a buck 40, 10%, uh, decent volume. Uh, the second lowest high to stock I ever made was sixteen seventy five, dollars And that was on Friday. So there's your target. Couldn't quite get there in the pre-market, so that's a little bit of a concern. But above that, things open up in the 17 handle. If you're looking for support, you want to buy the dip on this one, uh, close near the low of the session. And that was a all-time closing low, too. So... Uh, 1460 was that close, but maybe with this report on a pullback, maybe buyers potentially step up to 1511. Uh, that was your second all time closing low, and that was made on Friday. Oh, before I forget, here is the calendar for tonight. Not really much in the way of earnings. Uh, Nordstrom, Toll Brothers, Intuit, uh, kind of your leaders tonight. Uh, there are going to be some much bigger names tomorrow on Thursday, so this is sort of like a weird lull in the week yeah. there. Nordstrom is probably going to be your headliner, um, especially with what's going on at retail land, so just keep an eye on that. Um, somebody asked about... Well, someone asked about Dick Sporting Goods. They're on Thursday, right? Is that... Killed man. I mean, hard, hard to be optimistic, optimistic, right? Value trap too, Joel. I mean, the P has been low on this thing, but we know it was elevated with COVID. This was a COVID stock. We're going out and doing things, and we're giving all that back. I mean, every COVID stock is giving it all back. So, is it out of the realm of possibility? This goes all the way back to sixty, where the party started. Nope, not out of the realm of possibility. If the consumer's slowing down, there may be none of be not buying this stuff here either. So I think there's value here. I think there's value in a lot of retail here, but it's been just like I need <laughs> you need that inflation data. You need to get the overall market to stop selling before these stop stocks start stop going down. I remember they they warned a while ago. I I don't think it was uh I think it was a couple two prior reports. I remember them coming out with a pretty pretty stern warning. Uh getting getting shellacked because that's what they're doing to retail today. Uh you have your uh wow. Next monthly low is uh 7117. Uh that's may see that today. 
Uh, you can use yesterday's low as uh, if it gets above 7366, uh, maybe you get a look at the close. That made a low close for the move yesterday at uh, 7527. What about Toll Brothers here? That reports tonight, and these mm-hmm. home builders have done so m- they've done nothing. Like Toll Brothers has done nothing here. Look at that. I know. They've given back the whole COVID gains, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the right. value traps. They've been value traps. February 2020, the stock was at $48. Right. I mean, the, we're right there. I just feel like like I've got the inside scoop on these things. I'm building a house and I'm like, I would never do it again. I mean, it's like ridiculous, the prices of everything. And people, they're going to have trouble getting new contracts. The people who are building the houses are going to finish their houses. But going forward, it's like you got to sell these houses. Now they're 25, 30 percent higher, you know, than what you were quoting a year and a half ago. And are people going to pay it? So I get very concerned that it's going to slow down for them too significantly because it's tough to like envision a recessionary, higher interest rates, um, material costs, input costs all going up on you. People saying, oh, yeah, let's go build a house. So I'm out. I don't want to own any home builders. They're all value traps to me. Like maybe that's gonna, the earnings will be fine. I don't know because the expectations are low. It's been hit, but rightfully so. These things all deserve to be hit, and they have been hit. So is there a point in time where you'd be a buyer? Maybe, but I don't see any you know, real sign of a turnaround in housing. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense that they were to have a turnaround. So common sense says, no, thank you. Uh, Rob made the same. I look at that, I'm like, what a weird chart. You know, I mean, it, yeah. uh, the time that it's spent between, well, you could go 45 to 48, but really between 46 and 48, man, some, some algo or some big trading system had that pinned. So I'll just go with that. The, uh, 48 looks like pretty good resistance, you know, a couple pokes above it. And then on the downside, uh, you got a range here and that's like from 45 Forty-five, sixty-seven, up to forty-six. So one day it's gonna, you know, it spent two days out of that range here, and it spent two days out of that range here. But that's the way it's been trading since mid-April. So bulls want to get above forty-eight, hold forty-eight, keep on going. The bears want to see it get it under forty-six, stay under forty-six, and take out the low of the move just under forty-four. It's just a good lesson in value traps, and you see OP six, seven. How can I go yeah. wrong? Well, right. when why is it earnings. so cheap? Why, ask yourself this: Why is it so cheap? Exactly. Right. I mean, there's so many value traps out there where these earnings were inflated. People were going nuts. Let's buy, spend money. Let's build a home. Let's do things. We're never going to go out again. Let's get in our home. I mean, the world is reopened. COVID has passed, you know, at least for the most, it's not killing everyone. So, I mean, the world has just changed back to normal. And we still have some of these stocks that were really inflated prices, but they've got hit hard because they're getting hit on input costs for sure. And can you pass it through? They're trying. But I think you're going to have demand destruction in housing. Yeah, it, it's almost like when you're at the store and you see a great deal, you got to be like, wait, wait a minute. Something's not right. Why is this thing so cheap? Oh, it's defected? Oh, it was already opened? Oh, it was a bruise? You know what I mean? You got you to gotta think about those things. All right. No, we did not cover advanced auto parts yet. They actually reported as well, and I totally forgot about that. That was last night. Um, Oof. They reaffirmed their guidance for the year. All right, hey, that's about the best news you could get. You could get right a, a reaffirmation of guidance um, in this kind of a. I guess this is kind of retailish in a way. People so. are in advanced auto parts could be okay because people aren't going to buy new vehicles and I buy new vehicles. They got to fix their old vehicles, right? Yeah, so maybe yeah. that's a little bit 
um, of a bull case that, you know, people are going to be driving the cars longer. They're going to need more auto parts and they're going to need to fix more things up. So that's the bull case. The bear case still is just this chart doesn't look great, Joel. I mean, it'll throw no. a gear on the technicals, but it looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, they they stuck, they got it below the low of the move by quite a bit, but this is a, a thinner stock. 2,200 shares have traded. Uh, but you, you have a reference point here, 176.75. Uh, that's the lows from Friday and Monday. So that's a must hold. And um, if you get a rally in this thing, I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that close from yesterday at uh, 183.24. All right, 8.59 is here. The we end. made it. We, we made, made it. it. Everyone, um, uh, keep Abercrombie and Fitch didn't make it, though. Dennis, uh, are like, you uh, like, Why you... do you buy a 20 when it's going to probably go to 19? And then you know what's weird, 18... though? It's is... $18. It lost another $2. Yeah, but like, <laughs> what are some other like mall retail stocks? Like, Express is not even down. I mean, it's a $2 stock, so how far can yeah, it go? It's but it's not. Stock. Retail. Right. There are... So, okay, so we can go through them. You got Nordstrom, you got the Gap trading down, Abercrombie, or AEOs trading down. Um, I got a small position in that. Oh, I mean, actually, got wait, wait, well, I got more for you. So you can look at Urban Outfitters, URBN, that's down 6% this morning. Yeah. How's their pizza thing going? <laughs> Urban I don't pizza. Know. Uh, Zoomy. All right, guys, I'm going to let you guys finish up. I'm going to go cover all these go. other symbols, pre-market prep, plus Triple D. I'll talk to you at the top of the hour. Here's your list of... Uh, Peers related to Abercrombie and Fitch. There really aren't that many. Oh, American Eagle. Don't they report tonight or tomorrow? One of those days. American Eagle is down 6%. That's notable. Um, uh, Tilly's. I mentioned Express already. A lot yeah. of the stocks have yes. already been killed. Yeah. So, I, know, I mean, I they're getting beat up here again. Like Victoria's Secret. Yeah. VSCO. Victoria's Secret. Yeah. down going to open down this morning. So um, A lot of them have already been killed. So maybe you're going to get some seller exhaustion here eventually. But it's sure not happening in A&F so far. It's dropped another two bucks since we covered it. No. Yeah, um, wait. What pizza? Joel was referring to the fact that in like 2016, Urban Outfitters bought a pizza chain. And I, I was the last I heard of it <laughs> six years ago, so I'm sure I'm sure it's going fine. I don't know actually. I haven't, I haven't thought about it in a long time. All right, that'll be a wrap for our show today. Hey, do us a solid before we go. Drop us a like. We would really appreciate that. Uh, thanks to our guest Angie Setzer. I am going to end the show today with a brand new commercial that we've got for Benzinga Pro. That's what this platform is on the screen. It's Pro benzinga.com gonna end the show with it with that commercial redirect you all to live trading with money mitch ryan and zunaid catch you guys later good, good luck at the open try to stay green today introducing smarter financial news search with benzinga pro now with an array of familiar screening filters like price short interest and pe ratio you can actually screen financial news for stock trading ideas but that's not all. On top of fundamental and technical screening for actionable news catalysts, now you can tailor your newsfeed with Boolean operators for, and, and not. The result is perfect. By your own standards for your own news trading strategy. Prepare for the upcoming rebound. Capture news catalysts before major price. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.